What's up, guys? It's your boy, the hoodlum, Eric Acting, and you're tuning in to the Three Count Podcast. Enjoy. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller. I know you were expecting here Chaz's beautiful, beautiful voice, but he doesn't have one because he sucks. That's what happens on this show. So you are now listening to the Three Count and as I mentioned, you know, it's me. So let's go around the horn and let's talk about everybody. Introducing first, he's only on the show because he's Chad's little brother. And we're doing this in a different order because I'm the guy in charge. And that man is known as JJ, or as I like to call him, Napster. I'd like to thank the sidewalks for keeping me off the streets. It's dangerous times out here, you know. You know, make sure you guys wash your hands. And Cliff, thank you for letting me go. Uh, first on the list. Yeah, yeah, all right. And next, the person that we have coming up. He is the former and current, and somehow I don't know how that works, heavyweight champion of bear wrestling and beating people with lead pipes. He is the man known as Chris Idol. I'm very happy to be here. I like that introduction. (laughs) (laughs) And last but not least, Chaz. You know what? This is the last time you ever do an intro for any show we ever have in history. But um, <laughs> happy to be here. Um, I like to thank the sidewalks for keeping me off the streets. And uh, all right, new catchphrase. <laughs> oh, that's what we do now. We just take other people's catchphrases. That's well, what we do. Yes, we're going to take everyone's catchphrase <laughs> and pose. That's it. That's it. <laughs> So we do have a special guest. Um, she is a deep friend of mine. Uh, she is an incredible woman. She's breaking all sorts of barriers all through the women's industry for wrestling. Please introduce our guest. Her name is Lane Rosario. Hey, guys. I don't have a catchy phrase, but I like to count one, two, three, and then uh, that's it. So hi, guys. <laughs> <laughs> we we will take that. We will take that. So, Lane, welcome to the show. We are glad to have you on. We are all got a series of questions for you. Plus, we have a the hot round to, to ask you 10 fire questions just right off the bat, just whatever comes to your mind. So let's get into it first, right? Um, I'm going to go, then Chaz, then Justin, and then JJ will be uh, in order. So first, let me ask, who in the hell is Derby Doll Lane Rosario? Okay, so Derby Dog Lane Rosario is originally from Queens, New York, blushing. Um, instead of giving up the life of the squared circle for the flat track of roller derby, I decided I was going to stick to wrestling and bring that fire and that alternative and that crazy spunky in-your-face attitude to the squared circle. That's who Lane Rosario is. Nice. I love it. So what's been one of your favorite things about being in the industry? One of my favorite things about being in pro wrestling is the chance to, I don't know, be a different voice and a different appearance because I'm five foot tall. There's not a lot of women that are five foot tall, curvy Costa Ricans. And it's just, it, I grew up listening to and watching a lot of women in the independent scene and in pro wrestling on TV like Luna Vachon and Sherry Martell, and I was like, they're loud, and they're in your face, and they're brash. Ooh, I want to be like that. 
<laughs> so, you know, there's been a lot of like things that have been kind of going on in the wrestling world. So one of the questions I really wanted to ask you is like, what's your thoughts on climate in the industry between fans and wrestlers? Um, I think that there is a different climate going on and it can go two ways. It can either go one that people um, overstep their boundaries when it comes to the wrestlers themselves and go a little bit too far and say things that you really shouldn't say. And then there's other fans. Um, I like to call them friends because without them, there would be no us. So the friends of the squared circle um, that are there just simply to support you and they like what you do. And I've even had little girls come up to me and say, I want to be just like you. So, I mean, there's a different climate with that where you have some fans because I'm a female take it too far. And then there's other ones that are really supportive and say that you inspire them and motivate them. It just can go both ways. Jazz, you're up. Oh, this is me. Wow. I'm not used to this. I'm usually the first one. So, um, all righty. Uh, I got some questions. Um, first question. Um, what does it mean to you being a, a woman in the, the wrestling industry? Um, for me, being a woman in this industry means a lot because it can show that not only am I a female, but I can hang like one of the boys. And at this stage in the game, it's blurred the line. You know what I mean? We're just as much as athletes as the men are. And that's what it means to me. This whole women's evolution that has gone on over the past few years has been nothing short of empowering, to be honest with you, that women are taken in a different light now. We're not just eye candy, for lack of a better term, but we're seen as more athletic. And uh, so what's, what, what's got to be the best thing about being a referee? So the best thing about being a referee to me was um, actually being the, a figure, like an authoritative figure. Um, I'm a Hispanic woman and we like to be in control and we like to be in charge. So <laughs> I mean, why not? That and it's nice to see that females are becoming more prevalent in the referee world that it's not just the men and that the women can be just as much of an authoritative figure as the men can. I like that. I like that. I like that. It's true. We are seeing a lot of, a lot more uh, female referees um, mm -hmm. in wrestling and that's awesome. So my last question is what's one thing that referees don't get enough credit for? Everything. <laughs> a lot of the referees, at least that I've seen in bigger companies and even on the independent circuit, they do a lot more than just what they do in the ring. They are truly the unsung heroes of the matches because without them, you know, a lot of stories couldn't be able to be told. They're like the third dance in the dance party. The third dancer, excuse me, in the dance party. And also like a lot of, a lot of us put together the rings, do things in um, backstage, help set up the arena that we're in, you know, help break down at the end of the night. And there's a lot that goes into being a referee that a lot of referees, even on like the higher circuits, don't get a lot of praise for and credit for. Okay. All right. Now I'm going to ask you some, some more lighthearted questions. You know, Chaz and Cliff, they, they, they're the heavy hitters. I, I've got the easy questions. So okay. right off the bat, what's your favorite match that you've ever refereed? Whew. Okay. So I don't have a lot of refereeing experience because I've only been a referee now for about five months, six months at this point. Mm -hmm. So I would have to say that so far, my favorite match to have refereed 
was at a WXW here in uh, Claremont, Florida. It's run by Pops, aka Off of the Wild Samoan. It was a tag team match between um, a set of twins called the Go Hard Life Twins and um, Rocky Radley and La Brava. It was just a lot of fun to referee. There was a lot of moving parts. Um, it's nice for me to be a part of the women's matches. Still, even though I don't wrestle that much anymore, and that match was just fun. There was just so much going on, and it was just empowering to see how far those the Go Hard Life twins have come in their, you know, young careers as well in the ring, and be able to, you know, kind of help them out and give them info, you know, talk to them during the match and let them know, hey guys, you guys are doing good. You got this. Being their cheerleader for that match was fun for me. Yeah. Okay. Now, is there one match that you've refereed that was more uh, particularly difficult than some others? Yes, 100%. Okay. It is by <laughs> far the most interesting feeling now being a referee when my partner, Mike Reed, is in the ring and I have to be the referee for that match. It's just interesting. Okay. It's very interesting. It's like, oh, okay. So I got to tell you what to do. Bad enough, I do it at home. Now I have to enforce the rules in the ring too. Awkward. But um, no, I mean, that one was fun, but it was just very difficult for me just because it's like, okay, how do I not take this into a voice that I would use on you at home? <laughs> <laughs> okay. And my last question for you, who's your favorite referee of all time? Ah, oh, you're killing me here. So that's, I actually have four. Well, two, three are the like still modern generation, and then one uh, is from a different era who's not with WWE anymore as of when they did, as of recently, actually. Um, so one would be Aubrey from AEW. She has been very instrumental in my learning and growing as a referee. She's amazing and a, a, honestly a pioneer for us female referees. Uh, one is, the other one is Drake from NXT because he is goals right there. Um, one is Mike Kyoto, who is absolute legend of referees. Legend. And the other one is Charles Robinson. I love okay. Charles I Robinson. Charles. <laughs> those are all good picks. I, 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 can't, don't, I, can't, uh, I don't even have to go those. into reasons for the last two, but I mean, I don't have to go into reasons for, the last, for all four because they're all really great referees and people that I watch and study so that I see, you know, what they do and, you know, put my own flavor on, the, on their work. All righty, I guess it's uh, my turn to step up. Um, uh, what was uh, your training like to become a referee when you went to referee for the WWE? How was that experience? Oh, so the tryout training. Um, yes. <sighs> it was intense. So we basically had to do everything that the pro wrestlers were doing for their tryout except for, you know, um, a couple of different drills here and there, just to see how we do counts, just different things. So that part of it was different to me because I had never done a tryout as a referee before. So I had a, um, a couple of weeks of training beforehand to try to get myself ready. But when I got there, you're never, ever, 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 no matter how much you prepare for that, ever going to be truly 100% ready for what they, what they do over the three days. It is the most roughest three days but the most gratifying when you finish it because you know you just kicked some royal tail uh, my my next question is um what is the biggest inspiration that you could give to um 
women who are trying to come up in the wrestling industry, what is like, you know, the best advice you could probably give to them? The best advice that I would give to um, a female in the wrestling industry, whether she's a referee, um, interviewer, backstage, anything, be yourself. Be yourself, be confident. That's one thing that I wish I had learned in the wrestling industry a long time before this is be confident because confidence can take you far and be humble. Don't be afraid to help out in any way that you can, whether it's like I said, what the referees do is putting the ring together, setting out chairs, learn every facet to pro wrestling that you can, like from taking tickets to learning how to be a backstage interviewer. But those would be the things that I would recommend to this next generation and have said to the girls of this generation that I have here that are newer is be confident, be willing to learn and stay humble. All right. And my final question is what was the biggest obstacle that you had to overcome when you first entered the industry? Um, I'll go back to it. It was my confidence. I'm a confident person in life, but you put me, well, no, that, that happened recently, but it's, different when you step into a wrestling ring because if you don't have a lot of confidence outside of pro wrestling it's only going to magnify it even worse that you don't have it in pro wrestling or it could go the opposite way and help you find your voice um for me it was finding my voice it was the biggest obstacle and finding out who i was as a personality as the derby doll and now as referee lane rosario it's been the biggest challenge and obstacle to find my voice and my confidence all right, Chaz, do you have your rapid fire questions? Of course I have my rapid fire questions, host. I'm always prepared. <laughs> Good. I'm glad to see that. Can you uh can you give your rapid fire questions to our guest? Well, aren't you the host? Don't you have the rapid fire questions? No, because you've got to send those to me. Why do I have As, to send them to me? You're the host. You should have asked for them. Yeah, well, the co-host was supposed to be like, see, those are things that I'm on top of as your co-host is like, I make sure that you have all your prep stuff and you did not do that for me. Oh, true. <laughs> We're That's legitimately having a fight. Like, what are we, Studio 22? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, so <laughs> I'm going to take over my show now. And so I got some rapid fire questions for you. We're going to put our imaginary timer on. Ding. See, imaginary, see, it. yep, yep, cool. Everyone heard Got that, it. right? Mm -hmm. Cool, all right. Imaginary time on the clock, 10 questions. First thing to come to your mind, don't think too hard. So here we go, ready, and mm -hmm. Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Uh, favorite cartoon? My hat, Augie Doggy and Daddy Doggy. Dream vacation? Cliff will like this one, Hawaii. <laughs> Favorite color? Black. Smackdown or Raw? Both. Or NXT, sorry. Last song you sang out loud? Uh, Warrior by Hannah Carr. Yes. <laughs> uh, oh, I lost my place. Oh, Batman or Superman? Poison Ivy. Hey, <laughs> I, like I like that pick. <laughs> Guilty pleasure artists. Huh, okay. Guilty pleasure artists. The inner rocker girl in me is like, ugh. But I would have to say Cardi B. And last but not least, Trish Stratus or Charlotte Flair? Lita. 
Sorry. Oh. <laughs> oh. Sorry. Bomb drop. I appreciate I, that answer. Honestly, I can't choose between Trish and Charlotte, so I'm going to go with that. Funny thing is, Chris Idol's favorite wrestler is uh, his favorite uh, female wrestler is Lita, and we've had the Lita and Trish debate so many times. So you saying Lita has just you just made his day. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, go ahead, Cliff. Usually I would you know wrap things up, but you're the host, so go ahead. Well, before we up. wrap things before we wrap things up, uh, Lane, we 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 had a we had an episode previously where we talked about um the passing of Hannah Kimura, which we thought was very tragic and as a woman in the industry, we kind of want to get your point of view and want to know what your thoughts are about um bullying and like with wrestlers and just you know just kind of give us your thoughts of what you what how you thought about it okay, so Cliff, you and I off record have had conversations about this, and it breaks my heart honestly because as women, we put ourselves out there for the world to scrutinize as it is. But for somebody to take it to that level and cyber bully this poor woman to the point where she you know, felt like it was necessary to take her life is truly heartbreaking. And what I was saying to you is, if we need to teach this next generation of women that no matter what somebody sends to you on a keyboard or no matter what the keyboard warriors have to say, you need to be tough and know that no matter what somebody can send to you online, that has nothing to do with the person that you are or let that affect your heart and your soul. You need to not have thick skin because it's hard. I've even said to you that um, when I was about 16, 17 years old, I literally was in the same position as Hannah, but my mom came in and uh, stopped me. But like, I will never again allow anybody to do that to me. And I think the women of this generation or even in all professional wrestling or in life, like need to understand that we need to be stronger than these cyber bullies and they need to be persecuted to the letter of the law because this is a disgusting thing that this poor woman at 22 years old lost her life because somebody felt that it was necessary to go behind a keyboard and tell her about herself when he doesn't even know the person that she is. So it's right. just, it's just, it's just heartbreaking. And if that's anything like we were talking about before that I want to pass on to this next generation of women or the women of pro wrestling, I, I don't know if I can curse on here, but F social media with that stuff, the negative social media. How about you pump some positivity out there? And that's why I try to keep my social medias as positive as I can. There's enough negativity in the world and I'm not going to be another person spreading that to everybody else. And we need to know that it should be about self-love. And if you love yourself 100%, you're going to become what I call uneffable with that nobody's going to be able to take that away from you. And I just feel so bad for her family and friends and anybody who truly knew her um, that it, it took the life of a 22-year-old for this industry and this world to wake the heck up and see that this should not be going on. We're not a circus act or something to be ridiculed. We're human beings at the end of the day. We all bleed the same. We all go to sleep in our beds. Like we're all human and that's what needs to be the thing that we all realize that social media does not, and being a public figure does not make us God. We're still human at the end of the day. No, great, great working. Yeah, that's definitely great thoughts. So I don't know. I mean, do we have anything else? You're like, no, no, no chest. No, chest, no. no. Uh, all right. uh, she, she hit the nail on the head on that one. I, I, I can't, I can't do nothing but say I disagree. I, I, I agree totally, totally, totally with her. 
um, it's 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 sad. It is, and, it, and you know, it's sad. That it, it takes this, you know, an event like this for people, like she said, to wake up and you know to get it through their heads that this is not okay. So I, I I'm right there with you. Well, and the other part too, Lane, you brought this up, and I I kind of want you to kind of go more uh, detail because we we just heard about it. So you brought up that um, in Japan they're actually pushing laws um, about cyberbullying. Can you kind of like I don't know, detail more because we obviously know it's burned from Hannah Kimura obviously passing away, but. So I was reading, I was looking on social media, obviously, like we all do. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, <coughs> I saw an article on CNN that apparently they're looking to pass laws that anybody who's cyberbullying, it will be convicted as um, a crime. I just don't know to the extent of, I think, felony misdemeanor or something to that effect, but they're going to be passing out laws now to prevent um, cyberbullying. And I think a lot of countries need to follow suit with that because, you know, it happens everywhere. There are stories all the time. It may not be of a public figure, but it needs to go. And that this needs to happen everywhere. So hopefully this is the trickle effect. But yeah, I saw it on CNN that they were talking about how they're going to be harsher with the laws on cyberbullying. It's, I mean, that's definitely needed. it's definitely needed yeah uh, hopefully hopefully it, it gets to you know the united states and they get you know a wake-up call too and they do the same thing that would be a wonderful thing it would be i i, I honestly i think you know it'd make the world at least a little bit a better place yeah a lot more a lot more tolerable we put it that way got <laughs> too much negativity but with that being said, Lane, can you give us your plugs? Like, tell us, like, where our fans can find you, like, social media, where you sell merch, just all of that. Okay, so for social media, on Twitter and Instagram, I am at Zero B Laney. And I do have some shirts on Pro Wrestling Tees as well. So those would be that. And any 8x10s, pins, stickers, all that fun stuff, they, people can feel free to contact me or DM me on the socials for those. Oh, and I have a blog too. Forgot about that. <laughs> I know I you sent me your write. blog page. <laughs> mm-hmm. I also blog. I have hypothyroidism, so I write about my journey with that and my fitness stuff with that, and also on mental health and um, topics of the world. And that's Derby Lane, L Y N E dot WordPress dot com. And then we'll make sure that we add all that stuff into the description as well, so you guys can find it on. Facebook, and then you guys can also find it on uh, Instagram as well as Twitter, and then you guys can also find it on YouTube because we'll have it. We'll have this interview on YouTube as well. So, with that being said, I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller. As always, is Chaz the Icon, Napster, and Chris Idol, and our lovely guest, Lane Rosario. For that, this is it, guys. Love you. We'll see you next time on the three count podcast congratulations you made it to the end now like share subscribe comment tell a friend go to ig at the three count pod go to twitter at the three count underscore pod go to facebook youtube at the three count podcast and then go buy some merch from us show us some support at pro and you go in the search box you'll find it right there at the three count podcast then you know tell us that you like us and for you guys who don't know i am clifford red dog miller and catchphrase.